People like games. What's up, folks? It's Reggie with People Like Games, and you already know this is story mode. In honor of one of my favorite holidays, we're taking a look back at Green Mario's first real step into the limelight with Luigi's Mansion. Let's get into it. Back in the late 90s, Nintendo was hard at work on their follow-up console to the legendary N64, the GameCube. They really wanted to stress the increase in power that this console had over the N64, and Shigeru Miyamoto himself was there to make sure their first game was unique and showed off the new capabilities available to the Nintendo brand. But it wasn't just Miyamoto, of course. He was joined by longtime Nintendo employees Hideki Kono and Takashi Tezuka as director and co-producer, respectively. For the time, this was a powerhouse of a team. Miyamoto speaks for himself, but Kono and Tezuka, who are probably much lesser known in the West, have been working on major titles in huge Nintendo IP like Mario, Zelda, and even Animal Crossing since the 80s. From the start, they wanted something that would feel different from anything they'd done before and set them apart from their competition. Their first step was basically to make the exact opposite of Super Mario 64. While Super Mario 64 was iconic for its open-ended style, this new concept would be much more restricted. This would end up being the basis for the mansion setting, although they started with just the idea of a Japanese house. The team would often think about the setting like a dollhouse and thought of how a child might explore this. In a way, they began to see the rooms as dungeons to be explored, with the house itself being the hub for those dungeons. By this point, they were still working with very little in terms of gameplay, and pretty much threw Mario in as the main character, if only because the Italian plumber is a proven game seller. One of the fascinating things about the development of Luigi's Mansion was the close relationship it had to the creation of the GameCube itself. It was already slated as the launch title for the system, and both were in development at the same time. This allowed the team to actually have a hand at the development of the console, and if Miyamoto asks, the console team would deliver. Their first request would actually set Luigi's Mansion into full swing when they asked for a new lighting engine. Don't forget, launch titles are meant to show off what a new system can do, so Miyamoto's team took full advantage of this and ended up shaping part of the console themselves. Their lighting system would allow the team to experiment with dynamic shadows as opposed to the static shadows of the N64. When the GameCube team added a new graphics card, Miyamoto and co. started messing around with their new shadow effects, and this would inspire them to lean into a darker tone, both graphically and thematically. As the team began moving towards darker themes, they transformed the house setting to that of the mansion. Clearly, this was much creepier. And to go with the creepier setting, the team switched out Mario for his brother, who'd been characterized as a coward for years by this point. And the ideas would just keep rolling from there. They would finally settle on ghosts as your enemies during this sort of aha period, along with the idea of a vacuum-like device reminiscent of the Ghostbusters proton pack, and the core of Luigi's Mansion finally came into shape. Just as the PlayStation had begun playing with dual sticks, so did Nintendo with the GameCube, and Luigi's Mansion was chosen from the start to try this mechanic out. And once again, Miyamoto and friends would make a new request to the GameCube developers, this time simply for a bigger C-stick as the original design was just too small and uncomfortable. The game would go on to show off a number of different improvements from the N64. Aside from what's already been mentioned, I'll give a shout out to the developer who worked six months on a new dust system that would change the level of dust in an area depending on the level of activity. This clearly complex piece of code was just another small detail that makes games like this so much more immersive, 
even when you're screaming for Mario with a vacuum in hand, running around a haunted mansion. And speaking of screaming for Mario, near the end of development, Miyamoto noticed that both the A and B buttons, yes, the most prominent buttons on the remote, weren't really used all that much in the game. B was simple. Miyamoto made it control the flashlight, which seems ridiculous now looking back on the importance of such a small mechanic. But A was a bit weirder. To keep themselves from making any major, possibly code-breaking changes to the game, the idea to make Luigi call it to his brother was created. Not only that, around 30 different sounds were created, and a variety of factors would influence which call he would make. So how did Luigi's Mansion do? Honestly, pretty damn well. Opening week had it outselling Mario 64, and Nintendo reps attributed a huge amount of console sales to the new game. While it didn't sell nearly as well in Japan, there was a huge market for the game in the US, and critics were mostly pleased with the fresh take on a franchise known primarily for platforming and party games. Most critiques were rightfully aimed at the game's length. While there is so much to appreciate when you get into the details of development, it was still only about a six hour campaign. And for a guy like me who's used to playing 60 plus hours of an RPG, I can understand the criticism. But that clearly wasn't enough to stop the series from staying in people's minds. 12 years later, fans would finally get the sequel they were waiting for with Dark Moon for the 3DS. And in 2019, Luigi was brought back to home consoles for the third installment on the Switch. Where Luigi goes from here is anybody's guess, but the growth of appreciation for Mario's brother over the years makes me think we'll see the series back again. But that's all I've got time for today, folks. Let me know down in the comments what you think is next for Luigi's Mansion, and I'll be back next week with another episode of Story Mode. Happy Halloween, folks.